Hello and welcome to Pocket Monster Radio. We here at PMR cannot guarantee clean, family-friendly content. So, to all those neat kiddos who have found us, we appreciate the listen. But please check back in when you're older. Hopefully we're still doing this thing. Now, enjoy the show. My great loves in life are mountain, food, Pokemon. But food deserves to go in there twice. This is Pocket Monster Radio. My name is Steven Weber. With me in studio is Carl May. Hi. And up in Columbus, Ohio is Mark Atkins. Up in Columbus, Ohio, my name's Mark. Nice to be here. Was that a reference to something? No, your uh, recording cut out and it sounded like Columba. Uh, Kablumbus or something. Oh, okay. Interesting. Nobody else will get it. It yeah. worked for me. Okay. Right. Because everybody's hearing my end of the uh, the call. You know? Yeah, but what people don't know is oftentimes there are issues. And I hear things differently. <laughs> gotcha. How was that two-week uh, span between the last episode and now? I had a great time in Disney. I had an amazing time working on the house I, I uh, closed on. Yeah, Mark, what have you been up to? I'm sa- being sad. Oh, why? Um, I work a lot. Yeah. I'm very tired. It's that time of year. The old winter sad's kicking in. Well, the days are getting longer, so that helps. Other mm-hmm. than that, I'm just I'm a, I'm a busy I'm a busy boy. Do you have a Christmas tree up? I want some of that sunshine. It'll be nice. You should you should put a Christmas tree up. I would get depressed nah. at putting a Christmas tree up. I still have mine is a winter tree. It goes up in November. It comes down in February. So it's down now. No, well, actually, when is the uh, when is the spring or uh, summer? No, spring equinox. When is that? Um, I believe it is sometime March twenty first. Really? I thought it was like maybe beginning of April. It is March 19th. So uh-huh. like the, at the latest, I'll have it up till then. Okay. It's for the added it's light in my living room. December, like March, dark June, spot. September. Yeah. Okay. It, there's like a dark spot in my living room. I that have cats. really helps with. Uh, okay. That will destroy the tree. If, yeah, it's if we did up. it, the cats would absolutely, absolutely demolish it. What do they do to trees? Just like chew on it or something? They'll like they just they they just destroy everything. I mean, I I feel like plenty of cat owners have like if there's Christmas any ornaments trees. or lights, they would bat at them. Oh well, I don't even have ornaments on mine. I never got around to putting them on. Uh, I guess just te- lights. I guess technically, I do still have my tree up in my apartment, but that's because I moved my bookcase to uh, other side and I didn't want to move it back, so I didn't want to bare space right there. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the only reason I want a Christmas tree is because I have an ornament set of Max Rebo's band. What's that? From, from, Star, from Star Wars. Oh, that's the name of the band in Cantina. 
No, not the Cantina no? Band. Um, hold on, let me look up where it's specifically from. It's, oh, Jabba's Palace. It's the one, yeah, with like the blue elephant playing yeah, keyboards think, and stuff. I think that's Jabba's Palace. Um, let me see. I'm on StarWars.Fandom.com. The Max Rebo Band. Um. Often performed for. Do they play jizz music too? Do they play what? Jizz. <laughs> Is that what George Lucas <laughs> named jazz in that universe? Yes. Uh, how did I miss? I mean, I'm sure I that is. I've heard that at some point, but yeah, uh, jizz was a genre of music. Jizz was a genre of music. Jizz whalers were musicians who specialized in the genre. Max Rebo and his band were popular jizz whalers. Jesus Christ. That's like one of the reasons that I just want Star Wars to stop like making things. Because the names are just all terrible. Like Jex- Je- can- uh, Dexter Jetster. You know, yeah, the best can character. Can everybody just... With death sticks. What? Their cigarettes are called death sticks. Oh, they are? Yeah, it's fucking awful. Oh, do you I know mean... where uh, Vader got uh, repaired? No. Uh, hold on. I'm going to have to pull it up because its name is so awful that... Uh, I'm pr- uh, it's called... Um, the full name is the Emperor Palpatine Surgical Reconstruction Center, but it's called, uh, what is the abbreviation? Oh, gosh. Uh, M. Pal Su Recon Center is, is where. Ruki? No, sorry. Chan Pal Su Recon Center. Chancellor Palpatine oh, Surgical Reconstruction Center. And then it That's was renamed Empel Sioux Recon Center. That's really bad. Like, there, every single person who has contributed to the Star Wars universe has just contributed an awful, awful name. Like, it's a, it's a requirement to just come up with the stupidest name possible. And, like, that's the Star Wars universe. From now on, can you call me a jizz whaler? <laughs> My what do you think? Reggae. What do you think you'd get on like Pornhub if you searched Jizz Whaler? I don't want to try. I can do that right now. <laughs> Have Martha Give me a do second. it. Have Martha no, do it. I got it. it. Okay, I got it. Um, my favorite reggae band is Bob Marley and the Jizz Whalers. <sighs> and welcome to the Millennium Falcon, where we talk Star Wars all the time. Yeah. Uh. And hate on Star Wars. Yep. I mean, the world does need a Star Wars podcast that isn't just trying to get invited to uh, like pre-release events um, because it's the market is so saturated with people who don't know anything about Star Wars and just like cir- circle jerk on every single like. Well, frame of every trailer Disney releases just so that they can try to get like invited to like Galaxy's Edge before it opens. I can tell you for a fact right now, 
the only Star Wars I've seen Star Wars Episode Four mm-hmm. because I was forced to watch that by someone. And besides that, all I have done is played the Lego Star Wars games and then seen the new trilogy. The the newest trilogy. Yeah, I haven't okay. seen the last one in the newest trilogy, but yeah, I have another. So. All my Star Wars knowledge you guys have been talking about, I'm just like, where in Lego Star Wars was this? Hmm. M. Powell Suri Con Center um, probably didn't make its appearance. Um, it did but, not. It just, uh, well, it, just actually, shows, it just shows him on a table, get lifted up. Okay. And then... That is in M. Powell Suri Con Center. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe so it's, it's still mostly... Chan Powell. Who knows? It's mostly just Bukaki videos. There's no Max Rebo porn. <laughs> okay, awesome. so back to Pokemon. Yep, quick ball. Today's quick ball is what got easier or harder over time? Uh, like as we grew older, or I guess also game mechanics. Uh, what they simplified and what they complicated. I was I was more thinking, what did we get more? Yeah, competent at or what do we like hate more? That's what I'm thinking as well. Yeah, um, Mark, you got anything on deck for it? Yeah, well, it was different than what you just said because I didn't realize that was what you're going for until you just said that. Okay, how are how are you interpreting it then? I was just thinking of game mechanics, and the one that immediately came to mind that I know I've harped on a million times is the fucking experience share. Just Which, making like, it too easy is a low point. Yeah, making it easier and easier and easier, and then making it in Gen Eight that you can't shut it off. I didn't mind it too much in Gen Eight. A lot, I, I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Not that I thought it was perfect or anything. It made me, as I was doing any sort of side game type stuff, it, it, it made me not want to explore the world the so way I wanted easy. to explore it. Because I was like 15 levels above shit mm-hmm. for yeah. the vast majority of that game. And nof- nothing was difficult in that game at any point up to where I'm at. And that is fully because of the experience share. Yeah, I I, I, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Like there were times where I went was looking for something and I was like, I'm getting too many levels. I'm going to move on. Yeah. But, but with what you actually wanted to talk about, because um, if you don't, if I don't stop myself, I will complain about the experience share ad, nause- ad nauseum as I've done many a time. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely um, breeding is something that has gotten a lot easier over time. And honestly, it was something I had zero experience with before we started doing our egg run planning for the show. And I've really come to enjoy it. And it takes so much less effort than I ever thought it would actually take. Yeah, it's not too hard. Um, I, I, can't, I I still have not tackled um, egg moves. That seems they're, not hard, just like more work. They're not hard. They're hard if you're not using like Cerebi or something where they have all the egg moves yeah. and what parents. <laughs> you have to just guess. Yeah, where it's just <laughs> like, uh, Gyarados can breed with this one. I want to put Aqua Tail onto yeah. Gyarados. How do I do that? That was a bad example, but it was like sometimes right. it's not even possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I find that enjoyable. I didn't do too much egg moves. I mostly worried about natures, 
was very easy in X and Y because I just caught a whole fuckload of dittos and just had different natured ones. And was it the destiny knot that passes the nature on? I think so. Yeah, so um, like I just would no uh, that would do that. Be IVs Everstone or um, Eviolite? No, Everstone. It's one of the ones I think it is Everstone. Yeah, I okay. think it's an Everstone. Um, and like even that was simpler than I expected to, it to be. Once I got going, I mean, I guess Ditto breeding is the easiest it can possibly be in the most entry level type of breeding within the game, but it was way more enjoyable and a lot more straightforward than I ever expected it to be. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, just planning my team out has gotten easier, uh, particularly with movesets. Uh, and I think part of that's just I learned more about like what is actually good like setup of, yeah. of the, t- the moveset. Because like in high school, I would do one special attack when physical attack of the type of the Pokemon. Then I would keep a normal move, and then I think I would generally do, like, one, like, status move. And, like, that's a horrible way to set up your moveset. I mean, it's better than my way when I had all, like, if I had a Charizard, it knew, like, Ember, Fire every spin. Every Fire move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, you get stab on those two moves but generally one is not going to be very helpful because like it's lower stat than the other and then normal is not a good general move i mean it it, it does cover some it's, it's, it, well, it's, super, then, it's never super effective yeah it's never super effective and you hit, can't hit ghost so like it's just not great i um, pretty much never use normal moves unless it's like sing or a cool status move like that yeah, for some reason, I guess I just didn't look up type effectiveness. I thought it was just like the best general move to have because just from the naming structure, it just seems like that should be the center point of moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. I think I remember for myself personally with this, I started changing that in Platinum when I had a Lucario that knew like Bone Rush, drain, uh, Forest Palm, a metal, uh, Steel type move, and like Dragon Pulse or something like that, just covering a lot. I was like, this is a lot better instead of what I was doing before. I was like, okay, where's my electric type? I'm battling a fine type. I need I need to switch out every single uh, time. Mm-hmm. Which I still kind of often end up going that way because I try not to have my coverage moves overlap with anything else so I can have... I guess that's basically what you're saying. I don't know. I usually tend to just go for the stab damage if I have it available. Right. Um, I think just battling in general, which also better at, sorry, I have, I have two. And the biggest reason for that, I'm fairly certain. I know I didn't know about it for a long time. And I think it not not until we started this podcast stab was a thing. Really? Yeah. So I would always like, I would have different type moves and stuff. And I would always just for the RPG element, like, if I had a fire type, it would have at least a fire move on it. But it was something I never took into consideration. If I was judging, like, a move to get rid of and stuff and looking at power, I was just looking at attack or special attack stat and the power of the move and had absolutely no consideration for stab. 
I think I actually did the same where it's like it's a fire type it learns fire type moves everything else is no, not needed back in Pokemon Yellow when I first started but, and like I would still put different moves on it but I would probably get rid of like if I had an 80 power fire move and received a 90 power electric move on the Pokemon I'd probably get rid of the fire move and replace it with the electric not realizing that it was going to be less powerful. <clears throat> right. Um, I think I let, I kept hearing like stab, like the term, um, maybe around the time I bought X and Y, which was pretty late. Um, and, but I, I didn't really like realize that it, it's one and a half times power, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I didn't realize that until, probably the playthrough of black i did that made me really want to make this podcast um i think that's about when i realized its true usefulness yeah i remember yeah, kenny was it, I mean, it makes a huge difference yeah yeah i also remember kenny talking about stab in the uh like our group me and people were like what the fuck are you talking about yeah um yeah and i i never knew much about natures either which has made the game much easier i still don't know about natures uh it's 10 percent up or down increase of stats i mean i know that but i don't i never look at natures i never pay attention to them no and i don't yep. know why i, I guess know. it's something it makes the game that's on the opposite end where i feel like it does make the game harder because if you're one a specific Pokemon in your party, like I did it on my first Y run through where I would actually spend five hours looking for a specific Pokemon with a specific nature that I wanted, mostly just because I wanted to explore the concept because I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's It's something that I just like toggle my desire to worry about it on and off. Like one playthrough, I'll be like, I want all of my Pokemon to have good natures. And then another playthrough, I don't care. It's just the first one of that Pokemon I find, and that's going to be the one I use. Yeah. Um, Does the playthroughs you're, you guys are doing make it harder as well? Like, I remember Steven's Luya and Yeah, Sneasel. that sucked. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it actually made it hard, other than, what was it, Steel-type? That just pummeled me into the ground every time. Um because I, I was weak against it with both Pokemon? No, not Lugia. Maybe Lugia but wasn't weak no. against it, but didn't have a super effective attack. I think it was Steel. Probably. What is Lugia, what's Lugia's typing? Flying Psychic? Yeah. What, I... I remember there was a weakness, and I was like, you're going to have trouble with this. But I... Was it fighting? It might have been Bug. No, it was... Uh, at least at a certain point in the game, I, um, it was right after, I can't remember the name of the town, but you walk up to the area that was like a construction zone in black. Was it ground, uh, rock then, type? I no, I don't think it was rock type. Um, was side, uh, side boob was the, um. Was the Lugia Weavile playthrough what inspired you for the podcast, or was it your black-white run before that? 
the the black white run before that i just had such a great time um that i wanted to talk about pokemon yeah and then you because it was in the planning phase of the show when you were starting to work on your Lugia and stuff right yes and then it yeah. took because i remember like, like six months yeah half a year <laughs> so many episodes of i'm at this point i'm getting it already yep yeah because i think the dream radar we may have talked about it in our unreleased episode that the file got fucked up on i think so which was very i mean that was like a year ago at this point it was over a year ago we recorded that stuff in like november of 2017 mm-hmm. holy shit or 2018 sorry um yeah not 2017 uh but that's the the first recording we did was in november of 2018 and the first release was February 2019. Yeah, because we had um, to re-record the first few episodes. And it was just one we lost. No, I thought it was... I know I was on an episode that we lost, and I wasn't on the first recording. Yeah, there was well, one pilot big... that's unreleased, and then that episode that was... Also, this this is not great content for the podcast. No. Have a, big old happy anniver- a big old happy anniversary to the show. Yeah. Um actually it might have been like uh February thirteenth or something that we released our first one. Something like that. That's wild. I'd have to look. Um Okay, back to Pokemon. Yeah, what the hell were we talking about? What got easier or harder over time? Yeah. I know personally grinding got harder. Like it's easier in the games, but me personally grinding out on different Pokemon, I'm like, oh my god, this sucks. Why can't I yep. just battle trainers or something like that? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's uh, somewhat um, the existentialism of being an adult. And like grinding doesn't feel, like, extensive grinding doesn't feel legitimate to me. Well, when you, when you have a limited time to actually play a video game, you don't want to spend your like, hour or two of time allotment on the day just doing something that's not enjoyable at all right true i mean there were times where i'll be uh watching tv and playing pokemon just trying to grind and then i would just ignore my game for like 15 minutes because i just started watching tv Mm -hmm. that too um i never i usually try not to multitask while playing pokemon because it doesn't go well for me um, yeah, but grinding's so boring now where it's just like, I gotta beat 15 of these things over and over. That's why I appreciate the XP candy in 8th Gen. If only they made yeah. raid battles more fun. Yeah. But you don't have to do as many. True. Which is the nice thing. Uh, I think we're good to go on to now playing. Sure. Oh, one one oh. thing I will say mm-hmm. is it just popped into my head. We're kind of in my original interpretation of what this discussion was going to be. I feel like they've made grinding way easier in the newest generation. And I don't know how I feel about it. Because, like, I do like... I mean, I literally just said, like, grinding kind of fucking sucks. But at the same time, it's such a central part of what my Pokemon experience has been. And... Even if it makes it easier, it just feels like a cop out now. Yeah, it like needs a balance where it's difficult, but you're not grinding on on like the same Pokemon for so long just to 
get one level. I there's like, definitely like a mathematical formula out there of like time to like be the same level as your like next opponent. That I mean, I don't have it, but I probably could come up with one. Uh where like if you go directly to the next opponent after like a gym or whatever, like you shouldn't be like completely underleveled. It should be like a challenge well, to beat them. You shouldn't be the same level because that's not challenging. And you shouldn't need like an hour of grinding to be ready. It's like maybe like twenty minutes at max I of feel grinding. Like, yes. I feel like it should be where if you use stuff correctly, like plan out your moves and you can beat it without grinding too much as long as you're not going in with like type disadvantage and stuff. Right. Yeah. The way I've, I feel like gen six in particular, if I basically did every encounter when I was going from one point to the next and tried to catch as many of the Pokemon in that area as I could, I'd usually be at a pretty good spot going into the next big challenge in the game. And I think that's a good balance because it doesn't feel like grinding if I'm just doing all the trainer battles, encountering the Pokemon in that area, and trying to collect them. Like You yeah. should be able to play the game that way and have it be pretty enjoyable the whole time yeah i was just gonna gonna say something similar to that it's it's if you do every not everything but like most of the stuff available to you in terms of tasks and stuff and then you're ready to go so like whatever the statistical amount of time it takes to encounter all of the random pokemon in an area like that should be the amount of time that you need to dwell in that area and yeah. then move yeah. on encourage exploration it, of the area yeah but not like make it painful yeah and that's how i felt the last few generations before um sword and shield i felt like it was pretty well in the pocket of that and then sword and shield as i've mentioned like that one just reached the point where if you do everything you're five levels above the next gym leader yeah definitely before like the fifth badge that is true um then i felt it like it that way out. up through seven it really? stayed that way up through the seventh gym for me because there was a point and i i think it was about the fifth badge i could be wrong where i thought it would it was finally like engaging in its difficulty well the weird thing in that game was i felt like after maybe the sixth gym the there would be trainers out on the route that were leveled higher than me and then you would get to the next gym and the gym leader would have Pokemon that were lower level than those trainers you were fighting. Yeah, they definitely and the wild Pokemon were and a lot wild weaker po than and the, the wild Pokemon. Well, actually the wild Pokemon. Were they higher level? The wild Pokemon were higher level than the trainers. Yeah, which always that's confused what I'm thinking the of. shit out of me where it's like, huh, you have this Pokemon that's on this route. How'd you catch it at three levels below the lowest level I've seen so far? Yeah, I I like that idea. I think they missed a little bit in execution. Like right. I like the like not like the 
the trainer Pokemon being a different level than the wild Pokemon. But I think it's actually kind of backwards. Yeah, where yeah, the, trainer's um, in, the trainer's in that area and they're like training their Pokemon. So yeah. even if you catch it, they should have trained it a little bit to be better than the wild Pokemon. Yeah, I, 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 I like the idea. I think they needed to tweak it different. I agree. Um, we good? Yeah. yeah. Now playing. Um, Mark, you want to go Flaw- first? Flawless segue, by the way. Um, I do I need to work last... on my segues. Didn't? No, yeah. Carl went first. Did I? Oh yeah, he did. So he talked about that stupid fucking game. <laughs> Ouch. Um, <laughs> it's, it's good not to an play. Indictment on you. It's a good it's to play one. Indictment on you. I know. <laughs> it's good to play one time through. Get through it. I'm not going to play it again. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. Um, yeah, so as I alluded to last episode, um, so I've gotten up through the 8th gym and nothing's changed on my playthrough since we recorded last. Um, but a lot of games have distracted me from Pokemon, which is the nature of the beast of finally having a Switch because that game library is fucking stacked. Um so I got into Fortnite for a minute. It was very fun. Did you stream yourself? Uh, yeah. I wish I had the capability to, honestly. It seems like it would be really satisfying, but I don't have the means to. Um, but I actually got a victory royale on like my second day, which I did not expect to actually win that quick. Um, I don't even know what that means. You're the last person standing. Oh, okay. It's a 100-person open world multiplayer shooter and it's when you're the last one standing um so that was pretty fun i played a lot of this indie game called golf story um it's like a jrpg with actually pokemon style graphics but um like the whole thing pokemon is style mario retro okay it looks kind of like gen 3 okay good um maybe gen four um but it's mario golf style three click golf mechanic and there's like combat in the game and stuff you can just drop a golf ball anywhere in the world and so you can just like there's like a level where you're fighting skeletons and you just have to smack them with golf balls at like a certain power and accuracy and shit it's really really fun and it's like such a great mechanic because you're you're in this open world and you can just drop a ball and use that mechanic to like look around the world and see what there is and there will just be like if you look way out into the water there will just be a tiny little island with a a golf hole in the middle of it where you just have to try to hit a perfect shot and land it and then you'll like unlock new equipment and shit that's kind of fun Uh, really really highly recommend the game the golf mechanic was super super tight and the golf matches were really fun but it was just really quirky. Um, the humor kind of reminded me of Earthbound. Um, it's a weird, weird fucking game, but I highly recommend it to anybody who's into RPGs or likes Mario Golf. Um, and if you're somebody like me who loves both of those things, it is a really fucking great game. Um, but then most of all, it's just been a lot of Breath of the Wild. Hell yeah, baby. Um, I like resumed you. it. 
What? I said Carl booed. I mean, I like the game. Oh. It's just that everyone's playing that right now. Because mm-hmm. it's a good game. I'm doing the DLC right now. It's a lot better than Sword and Shield. Oh, for sure. For right now, for you, um, Mark. And the same price, which is yeah. the fucking absurd thing. Yeah, Breath yeah, of the Wild's the... been out since it released, like, three they years They released ago. at the same price. They one is an expansive game, one is a completely unfinished game. Yes. Um... Breath of the Wild so goddamn good. I beat the first Divine Beast, which was the point that I got to on my first playthrough of the game and gave up with the Lionel. And I did not realize you could just sneak around it and not fight it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just... It's such a special game of being able to turn it on for a couple hours and really not accomplish anything, but to just get completely lost in the world and the exploration of it. Yeah. It's perfect that way. It's just, it's a fucking beautiful game. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just going to not bother having my own now playing. Cause I've only been playing breath of the wild too. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Not breath of the wild two, which is what I really want to play right now. Um, There's not even a release release date for that, is there? No. There was somebody who tweeted that it might not release in 2021 (laughs) or 2020. And then I saw that as like legitimate reported on like reporting on my Facebook because I don't know why. Um, But uh, I've I finally did all the Divine Beasts. Uh, I did them all in one weekend. Um, I'm assuming you were so overpowered for those. Yes, it was way easy. But I now uh, found out that in the DLC, Ballad of the Champion, uh, you have to rebattle all of the Blight Ganons with a very limited equipment. Um, and so you have to really plan out what you're doing. Um, oh, that sounds fun. And I don't... Because you can toggle off all of the... Uh, the champion bonuses Mm -hmm. and i don't know how you would actually beat the water blight ganon without um uh urbosa's fury or whatever uh what's that um did you not beat the camel yet i've only done the water one how much do you care if i spoil what the power up is oh i don't care uh it's basically when you do a charge attack um it uh like when you release it, uh, there's like lightning in a ginormous radius. Um, oh, that's that, cool. That does really decent damage. Um, yeah. and, you, and you get three of them. No. Yeah, you get three of them before it. Nope, you get two before it recharges, I think. Does it take um, the same amount of recharge like the revive does from the water one? No, they're all different recharges. Yeah, they're they're different paces. Um, but like I would... had to use that to kill water black ganon because like you get one spear uh zora spear that's 22 damage two that are 14 and then 10 arrows i don't know how you would like i don't think they make enough damage to actually kill water blight ganon without it so i don't know like if Do it's have, i had literally well, i used all i used all regular items and just did the properly timed attacks and i thought it was easy how how did you do um like when the the i guess the second stage when he's like 
hanging from the ceiling kind of. Did you use I arrows? Used arrows. Then? Yeah. Because then you only get 10. And then uh, at that point, I, th- I threw my spears at him too. Um, but then I had yeah, to I use Urbosa's Fury. I'm fairly certain I used pretty much all ranged attacks for the entire battle. And I thought it was pretty easy. I just kind of kept my distance, dodged, landed the sword hits when I would get the like little knockout timings for it, obviously, mm-hmm. where you do all the big damage. And then I just peppered it with arrows the rest of the time. Yeah, I did. Um, the first time I battled it, I used a five-shot Savage Lionel Bow uh, and Bomb Arrows. Took about maybe 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not supposed to have this at that point. Nope. Well, nope. You can have whatever you want, technically. <laughs> it uh, it was way too easy. I felt a little cheap. But now I feel really, really proud of myself because I beat it with, uh, like, nothing. The, the yeah, foods I, I enjoyed you get that pl- are w- one and a half heart. Um, so you're mostly just relying on Mifa's grace. Yeah, I I didn't. I was a little disappointed that, at least just based off of the first Divine Beast that I did, that it wasn't. It didn't feel like a full fledged um, temple, like I was hoping it would. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still a really good puzzle on that first one, and it did feel more long form than the shrines did. Um. So I, 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 I wasn't the, impressed I, with any of the Divine Beasts puzzles. Really? I found the no. gameplay fun in that one. I struggled a couple spots on it. Um, there was just fun use of like using the map and then like timing your stasis properly and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought it was a pretty well-designed puzzle, but I didn't realize that you got power-ups from doing it. I didn't really know re- either. Which was really exciting just because I... I like that you get all of your gadgets and the full capability really early into the game, but it was exciting to find out that there's still more mechanics for me to unlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it's definitely weird to me now to play with all of the power ups. Cause I played for like 130 hours without them. Yeah. I'm just impressed. So, you managed to go that long without saying, fuck, I'm going to do one of these. I never had any desire to. I mean, my desire came when I was trying to climb a rock wall where the elephant was. I was like, quit raining so I climb, can <laughs> climb this. I was like, oh, yeah. wait, it's not. It's never going to stop raining until I beat this. Yeah, I always had to like go up the uh, water fountains and stuff. It, did you um? Did you do the Ganon, the final Ganon fight yet? No, I have not. Are you planning to, or are you just going to let that be? Uh, after I beat all the Divine Beasts again, I'll probably do it. Um, I might do finish out the other DLC, which powers up your Master Sword. Gotcha. Um, I might do that before I, I finish it. Um, I also want to like go into the castle and get like the Royal Guard gear, even though it kind of sucks, but... I still want. I want to do all those side quests really badly. There's the one with the cookbook, the royal guard. There's like all these weird side quests that you get super early into the game. We're like, hey, go into the final place of the game and yeah. please get me this thing. It's fun. 
Um, and I don't want those hanging over my head anymore. I was like, I was still nervous to go in because I had to do the um, the shrine in there. And that was the last one I did. And I was still kind of nervous to go in there, even though it wasn't a problem at all. Oh, the thought, the thought terrifies me. But it now I'm pretty does. comfortable it's, just going in. It's it's the same within Twilight Princess when you go in as a wolf. Like it just feels terrifying to be there. Yeah. Speaking of Twilight Princess, I got the wolf amiibo so that Wolf Link can follow me around. And boy was that not worth it. Fucking I mean it could be if you spend hundred hours in Twilight Princess. Right, yeah. In a version of Twilight Princess I don't own yet. Um and then do 100% of the hearts because I really enjoy that part of all those Zelda games. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah. you, th- and, you don't want to make then, the amiibos game breaking, though. It that's true, but, but it you was also don't really want the amiibo useless. to be completely ineffective. Like I, mean, I spent twenty dollars on it, and it, it died would... from like a one uh, uh, staff, uh, yeah, staffos or whatever. Yeah, but if you had it during the beginning of the game, it would help out a yes. lot more. Yeah, it's it's way more useful at the beginning of the game. Like, um, it, but it should level up with you. That's just such a fucking bullshit mechanic. Yeah, but then the ones that give you items would the items have to get better? Because there is a uh, for the speed runs, there's a any percent amiibo category because you can just a few amiibos they just use get chests to get items to make them go farther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can get pretty. I think you can get pretty good swords and and bows from the chests. I'm not sure. I and watched you, a total of one speed run gotcha. with amiibos. Yeah, um, but we should probably call it on the uh, uh, link to the past cast portion of this and move back to Carl, who actually has Pokemon. Yep. Uh, really, really quick. Can we take a pause so I can go PP real quick? Yeah. Fine. Okay, I'll be right back. Sorry. So for my now playing, we're going to start off in the region of Fiore again, uh-huh. which apparently... God damn it. Sorry. Apparently, <laughs> they don't have Pokemon eggs in the region of Fiore. That... Yeah. At, how does at, that work? I don't know, because there's a special mission that you can do by entering a code based on the region of your game to get a Manaphy egg. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning of the mission, it says, this thing is a Pokemon egg? None have been confirmed in the Fiori agent before. And it was just like, how? That seems like proper Pokemon flavor text where somehow people don't know anything about another region. I mean, or how Pokemon work. Yeah, but they live with Pokemon very. Like the Rangers have been living and helping Pokemon and people for so long. Who knows? Not me. Sorry, that that was a gripe that I just remembered. <laughs> just like, how do you not have Pokemon eggs? Where do Pokemon come from then? Well, I mean, no region knows where Pokemon eggs come from. Uh, I think they, uh, the most so, recent so, games. So they say. Well, I don't know if they in said eighth that gen, In 8th Gen, they do say, uh, leave two Pokemon here. This is just an egg breeding place for the nursery mm. since they no longer give uh, experience. Gotcha. Okay. I forget the exact test, but text, but it mm-hmm. it seems like they finally they don't they it don't out. say when you pick one up. We don't know where this came from. I don't think so. No. Okay. All right. Well, 
Go on. Uh, so I did the mission, got the egg, and transferred that egg to Platinum, which I had to get back from Kenny. Yes. And because of that, I also now have his shiny Rapidash. His and you first... should keep it because he gave it to you. Yeah, his, his first ever shiny Pokemon I have now. <laughs> so sorry, Kenny. But uh, transferred that over, got and then restarted the game. And uh, after going through the little intro and stuff, I transferred over the Manaphy egg, and that is now my starter. Nice. And this run is going to be just using Pokemon found in eggs. I'm going to be like a Pokemon Ranger, where they have a partner Pokemon, and I'm going to say, because I hatched these Pokemon from eggs, they don't have anywhere else to go. They don't have a mom. I need to keep them and uh, care for them. And are these only eggs you're given or yeah. also breed? Okay, how many eggs are you given? Uh, so not counting Manaphy, two. Okay, all right. Okay. So it's going to- So three, three Pokemon team? Yeah. Okay. And- uh, Are they all pretty beefy though? I mean, Manaphy's a legendary Pokemon, so- But even stats. All yeah. 100? Yeah, all 100. Yeah, it's just, it's fine. Like it's decent, but yeah. like for a legendary, it's not amazing. Yeah, and then uh, Togepi, which will eventually become Togekiss. Oh, hell yeah. And then Riolu, who becomes Sicario. Yeah, so that's a that's a decent team. So yeah. you'll have Water, Flying Psychic. Flying Normal. Water, Flying Normal, Steel Fighting, fighting. Steel. Yep. Well, that's pretty decent typing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not concerned about it. But I also decided to put an extra constraint on where whenever I come across a, like a roadblock, so like Rock Smash or anything like that, mm-hmm. I have to catch a Pokemon in, from that route that can learn Rock Smash. And then when I get to a Pokemon Center, heal that up and release it. Because in Pokemon Ranger, you're not allowed to take Pokemon outside their route uh, region, like their habitat. Is that so possible to always catch a Pokemon that can learn the TM to get through the obstacle? We will see. I, I <laughs> would think it isn't, but I also don't n- I would actually know. F- I would think it is. It, it sounds like you're taking the constraints of a bad game and placing those onto a good game. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's also we'll like uh, HMs are my least favorite part of the game, and you're adding a lot more effort to using HMs. Yes, but then I don't have to teach <laughs> HMs to my Pokemon. And That's true. I, uh, and it probably it doesn't really take all that long to catch a Pokemon and then just teach it in HM. I mean, yeah, it would also it's also going to suck if I like white out. I arrive back at a Pokemon Center. It's like, okay, go release this one. Got to go catch that one again, or hell, just run back to the Pokemon Center for healing. It's like. Gotta release you. I'm sorry. Wait, why? That's that's. I would I would consider the town, uh, connected to the route to be like fair, like, what am I trying to say? Habitat for it. Would you? I I personally would. Okay. Possibly. I will say, as far as like a, as far as a like in depth role playing playthrough goes. This sounds much more enjoyable than a Nuzlocke still. 
Oh yeah, it's, mm-hmm. I'm not. I still have that fire red Nuzlocke that is just sitting on my uh, nice stand. Like I don't want to pl- touch you right now. Don't even want to think about you. I I definitely like the allure of using Pokemon only given to you. Mm-hmm. I don't think personally I'd ever limit myself to just using eggs, but I I, mean, I understand it. That's pretty much all the Pokemon that are given to you in Platinum, to be honest. There might be like one or two that also, like, your starter is technically given to you. I'm still on the fence about that one, actually. Whether you use it. Yeah, since it doesn't have a habitat, so I should, like, use it. It's currently sitting in my PC, so. Mm -hmm. Also, Manaphy fucking sucks when you uh, hatch it. It doesn't know anything good. Uh, it knows a few things like tail glow raises special attack by two bubble doesn't really do much and, uh, water sport, which is an awful move for water type Pokemon, but Uh, a very fun way to spend a Friday night. Very true. Good one. Thank you. Um, how far into the game do you get the Togepi and Rylou? Uh, for Togepi, I don't remember if it's before or after the second gym, I am really hoping it's before because second gym is grass and that is going to kick my ass with a Oof. pure water type that has only that only knows bubble right now. So Yeah, fuck that. I'm hoping like when I first started grinding it up, uh the only pokemon I could actually grind on was Krikatot and I had to use Tail Glow until it uh, use bind and then wait it for bind to run out to use bubble to uh, take it down like half health if I got all three tail glows up just because of how weak that bubble is. That sounds miserable. Yeah. I got truly it. awful. I mean, it <laughs> took one Kirkatot to level it up a few times and it got easy after okay. that. And then first gem was super easy. I'm just now at the Windworks and I'm not looking forward to the woods. What's the typing of the first gen in that game? Like, oh, gem? I heard gen. Uh, I did, Rock too. type. Rock type? Oh, that's easy. Yeah. I can't remember what question I was going to ask. Oh, well. Sorry, Steven. No, that's fine. Anything else? No, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. I wish you the best of luck. Yep. Um, what about Breath of the Wild, Carl? I will. I have decided to not play that until you guys get back to Pokemon, so we have some some Pokemon contact. I'm going on vacation, and I am going to bring my uh, Game Boy SP, so I will play at least some Ruby. And when we return, I will have Pokemon updates. Woo! Especially because I have like uh, quite a while between now and the next episode. Yeah. So. I mean, I'd I'm like probably. To... I'll beat Sword. Maybe I'll do that today. Yeah, do it. We can't leave uh, the listeners high and dry without Pokemon content. With me being able to say how much I love that game. Yes. I'm going to laugh if you get to the end game and it's like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Probably not. I mean, oh, it... uh, it's, a, it's a drag. So I, I just honestly want to see the end of. I want to see the end of Hop's story, character development. I've really grown to love that little chap. He's, he's, he's decent. He's decent. He's by a good end, boy. By the end, yeah. I've realized as I've gotten older that my favorite 
character type in anything is lovable goofball that sometimes fucks up. I do not share that uh, opinion, but I respect it. I love SpongeBob and I love Naruto. And I just, I love people who are trying their best. That's fair. Move on to game? Yes. Cookie, fine. All right. Um, I'm just going to say it's you two battling each other. Just one Pokey fight? Yeah. All right, Mark. Your Pokemon is Mono Ghost type. It is in the Flying Group, which is avian in appearance. It is red, and it is seven feet tall. Well, Carl, you are a water fairy. You're in the ditto group, which <laughs> I forgot to. I have once again forgotten to take out of this. Uh, so we're just going to go one below that number. God damn it. Uh, what What is one below that number? You're in the water two group, me. <laughs> which is... Shit, I've completely fucked this thing up. I... You're in the water two group, me. Group me. <laughs> you are in the water two group, which is fish-like in appearance. Shit. Oh, Carl, you hear that? I don't you, know. You hear what? What you is? Hear what they des- you hear what they describe in the game as fish-like? Remember in our "Who's That Pokemon" last episode, where what? you gave me guff for uh, asking if a Pokemon was fish-like? What is a fish? Uh, the world will so, never know. Fuck you are you, pink. Carl. <laughs> love you. <laughs> I love <And> you too. <laughs> you are a whopping two feet tall. Uh, Mark, your best uh, stat is HP. Your worst is attack. Your ability is sturdy, uh, which uh, means it cannot be knocked out by one hit. Um. Carl, your best stat is also HP. Your worst is special attack. Your ability is steel worker, which uh, powers up steel types, steel type moves. And your coverage attack is electric. What was my coverage boogie, attack? Boogie, 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 boogie. Uh, bug. I think I forgot to say that. Word. Uh, so now that you're done with that. Uh-huh. I'm seeing like Marcus fire poison me. Yeah, sealed. so uh, the look at the screenshot in the show doc because okay. I I need a better way. You can't do macros in um, uh, what call it? Um, and so I, yeah, just just uh, <clears throat> we're gonna take a break. And you guys are going to plan out your Pokemon. And I'm going to fix the Poke Fight uh, uh, thingy here. Okay. Cool. All right. I can't read my picture. All right, gentlemen, present your cases. Okay. Arguments, whatever it is. Mine is going to be a tiny little creature with a dorsal fin and the bottom half of a fish. So almost like a mermaid, but just a... The t- back half of a fish? Yeah, like the tail. Uh-huh. 
Like, okay, that's the back half, not the bottom half. Oh, yeah. All right. Whatever. Uh-huh. You're good. It's Go like on. the dog wearing, how would a dog wear pants argument? <laughs> yep. But, so it has the bottom back half of a fish. <laughs> well, the bottom half just makes you think of like, like you know, horizontal. Anyway, go yeah. on. Doesn't matter. Um, And it carries around a trident that it mainly only uses to procure fish to, for its food source. It does have some razor sharp teeth to help cleave off the uh, fish meat. Mm-hmm. Um. And it propels itself through water with its uh, back half of a fish. And while on land, it uses its uh, strong tail to lunge itself at enemies. Uh, Is it humanoid from the the waist up? Somewhat humanoid. Okay. It still has like little claws and stuff to uh, also tear in. Like almost an imp mermaid hybrid compared to an imp uh, uh, mer- like a pure mermaid or fish mm-hmm. human mm-hmm. so like if you think of those like little um, and it's like and it's tiny yeah it's like a foot tall has the top half like looks very menacing has a little poker type thing like little demons or fairies in uh, olden Britain culture and the bottom half is just like little uh, fish with a dorsal fin where it can discharge a little bit of electricity okay. and propel itself through water or lunge in, on land. Okay. Um, and what's your name for that going to be, Carl? Yeah. Um, I can never come up with a name, so let's go with... Uh, Vamp. Fish imp. Fimp. Okay. I mean, there are worse Pokemon names out there. There are. I That's... I I can't do names. Mark? All right. Better so, be a good one. You, you've... Uh, you've... I don't know what the fuck I'm, I'm trying to say. I'm really... I, this one might... Um, might... Uh, Is it a Gatorade rival, bottle? No, I was going to say it might rival my bottle of Gatorade Frost, because that one was pretty good. That's, that um, might be the best Pokemon we've come up with. All right, so mine, for the listener, is a ghost monotype Pokemon. It's seven feet tall, colored red, and bird-like in appearance. God, that's fucking and, terrifying, said in, in uh, rapid succession there. Oh, oh, just wait. And the uh, nature, or the ability is sturdy. So this Pokemon is, it's seven feet tall, so it is the reanimated corpse of a bird that was hit by a car. Um, it is colored red because of all of the blood from the, from obviously from being run over by a car, and it has been flattened out to seven oh feet tall. Oh my god. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's ability is sturdy, which was how it remained after it got hit by that car. Um... Yeah, so it's just fucking flying around. It's essentially like Flat Stanley or Paper Mario style, uh, two-dimensional, even though it exists in a three-dimensional plane. Um, the, the big HP also works out into how it survived right. being hit by that vehicle. So it's just it's going to be hard to hit. It's just going to be flopping around, just dripping blood wherever it goes. Uh, so have fun trying to hit it. Um 
And the big reveal, this Pokemon's name is Crowed Kill. <laughs> uh, I love it. Carl, I like your Pokemon, but Crowed Kill does win. Thank I'm God. It's it's just terrifying. We really need to we need to fix the rules of how this game works. Yeah, um, because they're not actually fighting each other. It's just which one the the judge likes better, or which one which has, is more fun. Yeah, or which one has like better like. Oh, this one's super effective. Um, what well, this is... was a lucky one because there, even with the coverage attacks. Oh, and also there's coverage attack. Its coverage attack is bug, which is the little bugs that are eating at its corpse that are all around it. Yeah, I was gonna ask if like uh, uh, flesh and blood are exposed in bones and, and such. Yeah. Yeah. I... Well, I mean, it's flat. It's just been fucking flattened, and it's just covered in blood. And there's a bunch of bugs eating at it, but it's reached a symbiotic relationship where it can use those bugs to attack. Is there any relationship between ghost and fairy? No, there isn't. That's weird. Shouldn't no, there be? No, and it's wild. There's no relation on any of these types, even the coverage. We somehow had um, five types that none of them converge. Huh. Yeah, I would like to, if we, when we play these again, ignore types. Like, it needs to be incorporated somehow in our Pokemon, but... I think we just need to clarify they're not actually fighting each other. Yeah, so because in the past, never been the case. in the past, we've been like, "Oh, look, this one has a uh, high HP. I mean, low HP, uh, and this, so it's going to be one hit from this other Pokemon." Essentially, the game as we're playing it is deeply flawed. Yes, and I don't know how to fix it. I think just make it on appearance. That's the fun part of it. Yeah, I, probably. I agree. And I say that because it's the side that I thrive at. <laughs> I don't know. I think I do pretty good at appearance too. Where I'm... I I like yours. It's just the 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 fact that Marks is terrifying. Yeah. I mean, and Crowd Kill is a really good name. <laughs> yeah, is. I feel like Mark and I are usually the ones that get the you win based on appearance, but they win because type yeah. or yeah. this. Whenever we rely on type, it seems very unfair. Yeah, that's um, why I didn't like this game for a long time, where it's like, I can make a great Pokemon. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. Anyway, um, congratulations, Mark. Uh, and Carl, you get the runner-up prize. Woo, um, second of two. Even <laughs> <laughs> uh, say I got last, even. Uh, no, you're runner-up. I, th- I think that's what you deserve. Is the runner-up trophy? Uh, but because you weren't as good as me. Yes, uh, but it was um, still good. I'm trying to end the fucking episode. No. Okay, go ahead. Again, we don't have any news. Uh, and um, wait, yeah. I have some oh, news. Uh, oh yeah, 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 you did say there was some news. Yeah, so I work at a brewery up here in Central Ohio. Wait, hold on, we need and. Now you can go. Yeah, so I work at a brewery up here in Central Ohio, and um, tomorrow we are recording. Who knows if it'll actually work out, but we're trying to record tomorrow the first episode of a podcast, just kind of about craft beer in general and about the going-ons of brewery in particular. Um, so I have the perspective of a taproom bartender, taproom bartender, our business manager, people from the brewing team, and people from the sales team. Um, so if you like drinking beer and want to kind of see how it 
gets made and what's going on behind the scenes at the place that make it, give it a listen. Um, I'm that's really cool. I didn't know you were doing that, or yeah, that it was happening. So yeah, so um, I came up. I work the brewery I work at's named Homestead Beer Company. Um, if you're in Ohio, check us out. We don't really get out of Ohio very much. Oh, actually, I will say in this. This is I didn't tell you guys about this, and this is just kind of a fun thing for the listeners too. That also fits into personal news. Um, we have a beer coming out in a week or two that is a cherry vanilla milk stout that we named Brew Cherry More, and we've been our business manager has been commenting on uh, Drew Barrymore's Instagram pictures and just telling her about it and trying to get her to acknowledge that we named a beer after her. <laughs> and yesterday. We received a DM from the verified Drew Barrymore Instagram account saying that it was her personal assistant who runs the page and that next weekend is Drew Barrymore's birthday and they're having a birthday party (laughs) and they're asking us to express ship a case of the beer that we named after her for people to drink at motherfucking Drew Barrymore's birthday party. Oh my god, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, so we like could not believe it. and we haven't tasted the beer yet, so we don't know if it's any good. We're hoping it's good. But what what Drew if Barrymore it's like what if the batch fucking just awful? fucking sucks? Yeah, that's what we're terrified of. <laughs> but so if all goes to plan, fucking Drew Barrymore and her friends are gonna drink a beer that I helped make. Oh, that's hysterical. Uh, it's fucking bananas (laughs) that's great but yeah um the breweries uh homestead beer company and thing title which i like i'm hoping we stick with it to keep it will be welcome homestead um and that should be coming out um i think we're trying to release the first episode on february 29th which is our seven year anniversary party oh wow so this will be out after (laughs) yeah this will be out after it's out so um keep an eye out for it um yeah yeah that'll work and we can post the social media if you guys are interested at all hit us up if the name changes or you can't find it um i'm adkins mk ultra on twitter um yeah yeah, we'll definitely listen if it's something we'll definitely post that on uh the uh pmr stuff yeah like it's i don't know how much of a relationship there is between people who like pokemon and people who drink craft beer but if that describes you uh, do your boy a solid and give it a listen. It should be a lot of fun. Nice. I hope the sound quality is good so I can listen to it. It's not going to be great <laughs> because we don't have enough mics. So we're doing a, we're doing a room mic in a closed space oh, with multiple okay. people standing around it. Just letting you know, we're, I can't listen to that. Oh yeah, I probably <laughs> wouldn't if I wasn't working on it. But um, we're kind of just testing the waters right now we might try and get some better equipment if it seems like something people want to listen to yeah um but it's just kind of a fun idea we had while sitting at the tap room after a shift and it's kind of exciting after a month or so of bouncing the idea around to actually have it start solidifying so cool well congratulations thank you um and i think that's all so we will see you all later bye toodaloo bye bye Thank you for listening to Pocket Monster Radio. Today's episode was recorded and edited at Woodchuck Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio. The theme song for today's episode is Pokemon Theme Remix by Tony Lays. Originally composed by Junaki Masuda. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
looks like Pocket Monster Radio's blasting off again. <laughs>